You're listening to Live 360 with Tony Sutherland, and this is episode 17. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in. Tony Sutherland here. Listen, I want to remind you that living the Christian life isn't hard. In fact, it's full-on joy. I, I, I didn't say that life is easy. Life is hard. And sometimes the road is difficult at times. But Jesus told us in John chapter 1, verse 10, that I've come to give you life. I've come to give you joy. I've come to give you my life. I want you to live with my expectation and my hope and my faith and my outlook and my perspective. And I want you to see yourself the way that I see you. You see, that's one of the biggest problems that we, we, there's a disconnect. You know, Jesus came to give us life and he came to tell us how much he loves us and who we are in him, but there's a disconnect. We don't see Jesus for who he is and we don't see ourselves for how Jesus sees us. What mirror are you looking into? That's what this whole podcast today is going to be about. What mirror are you looking into? Do you know what Christ has done for you and who you are in him? And I'm telling you, once you discover that, we're talking about James chapter 1, verse 23. 2 through 25 and we're we're understanding that life becomes this incredible journey of faith and expectancy when you're looking into the right reflection of who you are and this passage of scripture that we've been studying gives us the secret to a strong self-image it's it's identity before responsibility it's not about living for Jesus but rather living from Jesus the Christian life is not about rules and regulations. It's about a relationship. And we're going to talk about that today. And so now let's have the official introduction. All right, so let's just review our scripture. James chapter 1, verse 22 through 25. I'll try to give some inserts here to catch us up for part two of my mirror image. Uh, James chapter 1, verse 22 through 25 in the New American Standard Bible says, But prove yourselves doers of the word. We want to be doers of the word and not merely hearers who deceive ourselves or delude ourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, here's the, here's the problem. He's like a man who looks at his natural face in a mirror. For once he has looked at himself and gone away, he has immediately forgotten what kind of person he was. So let's stop right there. This is the problem we've been talking about. When you don't remember who you are, you are inconsistent in your walk with Jesus. You don't exp- It's not just what you do, but what you experience. And you don't experience it and you don't do it. You don't experience the joy. You don't experience the life. You don't experience the goodness of God. And therefore, you don't walk it out with consistent, victorious living because you forget who you are and who are we? Well, according to the grace of God, we are children of the living God who have been made perfectly righteous and holy. And we're going to discover some of those things about what that mirror tells us. What mirror are you looking into? Are you looking into the old covenant mirror of where you failed and where you will never succeed and where you will never measure up to the old standard, the old covenant totally 100% perfect, holy, righteous living. Instead, look at what Christ has done for you and live from Jesus rather than for Jesus. 
because it says, but one who looks intently, look at verse 25, but one who looks intently at the perfect law, the law of liberty. We, we understand the scriptures teach us in Hebrews that the old covenant was not a perfect covenant because we have a covenant now with better and more perfect promises. We don't live out of performance. We live out of a promise that he would never leave us or forsake us, that he would be with us till the end of the age, come hell or high water, for nothing shall separate us from the love of Jesus Christ. There is no condemnation to those who are in Jesus Christ. There's no cancellation to those who are in Christ Jesus. So when you live from the right mirror, you're looking in the right mirror. Remember, we talked about the funhouse mirrors at those makeshift carnivals. We see ourselves in a distorted view. Like when I see myself in those distorted mirrors, I don't look like who I really am because I'm looking in the wrong mirror. But when I look in the in a right mirror, I see mis- myself for who I am. Who wouldn't want to forget themselves when they're looking in the wrong mirror? When you look in that covenant, that old covenant mirror, you fail every time. You come up deficient every time. You come up as a failure every time. But when you look into the new covenant of grace, what Christ has done for you, who he has made you and who you really are in him, that's a mirror you want to look into because you see the reflection of Jesus right back at you. And you don't believe that? I'll show you in a few minutes that when you look in the mirror of the new covenant, you should not be seeing you and your goodness and what you've done and who you are in yourself. You should be seeing yourself through Christ, in Christ. Remember, in Christ is a very important status that we have. If I am in Christ, when I look in the mirror, I should be seeing Christ, not how I behave, but how he behaved, what he did for me, not what I'm expected to do. Again, what I do comes, comes secondary to what he has done. The Christian life always starts at done. It is finished. Remember, Jesus took the test. He got the A, so you get the A. It's not, we're not graded on, on the curve. We're graded on the cross. We don't start with the man in the mirror. That's looking at me and trying to make that change. No, the mirror that I look into reflects Jesus. And when I see Jesus, I begin to change to have a healthy self image. We must see ourselves in the recreated image, not the image that I'm attaining to or what I'm trying to become. I want to be more like Jesus. No, what you're saying is I want to act more like Jesus, but you're already as much like Jesus as you ever will be because the work has been finished. You've been redeemed. You've been purchased. You are pure. You are made by his blood. You are washed in his blood. You are cleansed. You are whole. You are loved. You are adored. And we're going to study more about those things that we see when we're looking in the right mirror. Let me say this again. To have a healthy self-image, we must see ourselves in the recreated image. It's not what we were. It's what we are. Old things are passed away. Most of us view ourselves symptomatically. Like if I'm not doing very well, then I must not be very well. No, no, no. You are always well. You are made whole. Now, When you see yourself that way, and again, James talks about it in James chapter one. He says, when you look intently into the perfect law, the law of liberty, when you look into that law and you intently focus on what Christ has done and you keep your eyes on that 
Again, it's not a sin problem. It's a memory problem because James says the reason why you're not doing the word, and that doesn't mean how you're behaving, but how the word is not coming alive in you. In other words, how the word is not doing through you, how the word is not effective through you, how it's not transforming you and changing you and making you visibly show the work of Jesus in your life is because you forget who you are. This is so powerful. So you got to get a hold of this. If you don't get a hold of this, you're going to start crawling back into that same inconsistent walk. And I'm telling you, life changes when you look into the thing that changes your life. You know, unfortunately, most of us believe that our actions define us, that we are only what we do. And again, I've already said this several times, just in different ways. You are not what you do. You are what he has done. What he has done is finished and secured the work in your life. So the life now that you live is not I, Paul said, but it is Jesus in you. That is your new life. I I made mention to a few minutes ago that, you know, some of us were looking back to live our lives based on a rule of conduct and codes like the Ten Commandments. I got to I got to make sure I mind my P's and Q's every day. I got to walk this thing out. So I'll just I have to live by the rules. I have to live by conduct. I have to live by a code. And again, Paul said in Hebrews eight and six, he said the ministry that Jesus has received, watch this, is as superior to theirs as the covenant, which he is mediator and superior to the old one. He says, right, what he's saying right there, that the old covenant is not superior to the new covenant. And then he goes on to say, since the new covenant is established on better promises. Okay. So the mirror that we look into has, is it's what defines us. It's not what we do. It's what he has done. That's who we are. That is our identity identity before responsibility. So important that we get this. So important. Now, remember the perfect law of liberty. I've said it many times is not talking about the Mosaic law. How do we know that? Well, if it was a perfect, then we wouldn't have needed another one. We wouldn't have needed another covenant. We could have just stuck with that old covenant and lived according to the rules and regulations and standards and code of conduct and, and the impossibility of the law. I want you to think about how impossible the law was. People said, well, you know, Jesus came to help me behave better. He, Jesus came to give me power to do the right stuff. No, Jesus did not come to make bad people good. He came to make dead people live. It's if all Jesus did through his death and burial and resurrection was to make me behave better. I'm, I'm not anywhere near close to the reason it's, it's to bring me to himself, not through my actions, but by his actions. He's already finished that I'm his, I'm with him. I'm seated in heavenly places. I don't lose my position based on my performance. I keep my status based on him. That's, that's why I can be, that's why I can relax and enjoy my relationship with God, knowing that I'm not going to slip up every day and, and have to regret who I am and what I did. I don't have to lay my head down on my pillow at night with any regret at all. I can sleep sound and get my rest knowing that Jesus has accomplished the work so I can rest in him. He is my Sabbath. So the perfect law is not talking about the old Mosaic covenant because if it was perfect, we would still be living by that. We would not need Jesus. So the perfect law that James is talking about here is the perfect law of liberty, which is grace. 
John chapter 1, verse 17, the law came through Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus. And some people think that word truth means the rules, grace and rules. We got to live by grace and the law. No, 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 no. Paul said in Romans 10 and 4, for Christ is the end of the law for me. It's over. I don't live by the law. I live by love. I live because he loved me. I love him. Why? Because he first loved me. So my, my standard of living has changed. I'm, not, I'm no longer looking to stone tablets. I'm looking to the cross. Folks, on the back wall of the courtroom of heaven, we no longer have the scales of justice. On the back wall of the judge's bench is a cross. It has balanced it out. His cross made the difference in my life. So instead of obsessing about spiritual growth and my sin habits, I now obsess about what Jesus has done. Because guys, if we live by this code of conduct that we have to do right and act right and talk right, and yes, we do. I'm not saying we don't need to behave well. God doesn't need our good works, but the world does need our good works so that we can testify and glorify God in heaven. Our lifestyle glorifies of him, but it doesn't change our our heavenly position and our heavenly status. So who do we change our obsession over now? What do we, we're talking about looking intently into the perfect law, intently, intently focused. I call it an obsession with Jesus, having an obsession with what Jesus is and who he is and having an obsession about what he has done for me. Now my obsession changes. And when my obsession changes, then my actions will change. Doesn't mean I'll be perfect. It doesn't mean I won't blow it. But the consistency of my walk with God changes because my obsession is no longer, how am I doing today? And I I hope I'm doing better this year than I was last year. And I hope that I'm walking. I hope hope I'm better at the end of the day. And I hope I, I really behave Jesus and behave God all day long rather than living in that type of paranoia and anxiety and fear that I'm not gonna please the Lord. I live in the pleasure of God. I live that when he sees me, I am his most loved son in whom he is well pleased. He's, it's not the actions that he's pleased with. He loves me in spite of my actions. It's what I do is not who I am. So I must know who I am before I do anything. Identity before responsibility. All right. It's my response ability. It's how I respond to what God has done. My response changes when I know what he's done. Responsibility doesn't mean that I do it separately from my revelation of Jesus. It's the revelation that produces the life through me. And more importantly, the life that I live, I enjoy the life. It's not just what I live, it's what I experience. That joy, that peace, that, that, uh, that joy that comes from knowing Jesus, knowing what he's done. We have to start from the right mirror. And the right mirror is not the old covenant or the book of rules or the expectations that, that are upon me from the old covenant or even ones that I create for myself. And that's what happens when we live out of codes of conduct. We just end up creating more rules and regulations and we end up having 700 and 800 different laws just like they did in the old covenant. But with me, I have a savior. I have Jesus I'm enthroned. I've already received the robe of righteousness. I didn't have to graduate to get it. I got it and I didn't deserve it, but I got it because that's what grace is. I get what I don't deserve. 
And so when we look in the right mirror versus the distorted mirror of the law, we look in the perfect law of liberty wherewith Christ has made us free. That's the law of liberty, the grace of God. Look what it says in verse 25, James chapter 1, verse 25. But one who looks intently has an obsession, has a fixed focus. His gaze is intently upon it. He's concentrating on it. He looks upon it at the perfect law, the law of liberty, the grace of Jesus Christ, what he has accomplished, that which sets me free. And watch this, and abides by it. The word abide doesn't mean obey. It means to rest, to abide in, to rest in it. So if I look intently and I have a focus upon the, on what Christ has done, I have an obsession with him instead of an obsession with myself and my performance and my measurement and holding the tape measure up against myself all the time. But if my, if my, if my focus is on Jesus and I'm intently focused on him, the perfect law, the perfect law of liberty, what he has done for me and abides by it, and rests in it. That's that's the key right there. Resting, not trying harder. We've got to learn how to rely more and try less. To rely, to rest. Stop stop, Stop trying and start trusting in what Jesus... Some of you are saying, ah, Tony, you're twisting Jesus' words. No, I'm not twisting them. I'm trusting them. When Jesus tells me he will never leave me or forsake me and that I'm forever his and that nothing will separate me from the love of Christ, nothing shall separate me, not even my own failures, my own sin, my own rebellion, my own confusion, my own doubt. If if that can't separate me and I can live on that promise, guess what's going to happen? It's going to start working in me. It's not going to be I, but it's going to be Christ that lives in me. This is powerful. You got to get this. You've got to rest in this. He who abides in it. And what happens when you abide in it? It says that you'll become a much more effectual doer and blessed in all you do. So the, the focus, the goal isn't becoming a better doer. That's not the goal. If that's the goal, you're still not getting it. Man, I got to get all this stuff down so that I can start being more holy. No, 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 no. You're already as holy as you'll ever be. You're already as righteous as you'll ever be. You're as righteous day one as you are on year 40. You're always righteous. You're always holy. You're always in. You're always there. You're always at the top and not the tail. You're always on the throne with Jesus. When you start from there, you start from there, you've already learned the biggest secret you'll ever learn, and you'll be able to hashtag your life relax with God, like I've been able to attach that hashtag to my life, relax with God. Hey guys, hope you're enjoying this podcast so far. Hope it's encouraging you in some way, inspiring you. And uh, if it is, want to remind you just to subscribe to this podcast, leave us a review if you're listening on Apple Podcasts. And uh, this helps us to uh, bring more awareness to what we're doing, this platform, and uh, get the word out to encourage others and help others discover how to have peace and joy in every area of their life. So let's jump back in and uh, I'll come back with a few closing thoughts at the end. All right, so I want to focus in for the last 10 minutes that we have. And I want to share with you the things that you should be seeing when you look into that mirror, when you look into that mirror. Very simple. 
the things that I'm going to share with you, you should be seeing these things when you look in the mirror of the right mirror, the perfect law, the law of liberty, Hebrews 8 and 6, a covenant with better promises, the new covenant. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things are becoming new, rightly dividing the word of truth, rightly dividing your old covenant from your new covenant, learning how to live on the right side of the New Testament divider in your Bible. Doesn't mean the old covenant is important. It's very important. In the old covenant, the law is holy. The law, the law reminds you that you can't do it without Jesus, that the Christian life isn't hard. It's impossible. But Jesus says with man, it is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. With me, if you come through me, you come to the Father. And you don't come to Jesus by obeying a bunch of rules. You come to him in humility. You come to him in faith. You come to him with honesty and authenticity. And you just come and Jesus will quit making you look down at your feet like the hunchback of the Sabbath day. Remember the woman who was crippled for 18 years and she could only see her feet? That's because she... Be careful, little feet, where you go. She was looking at her feet, which is what most of us do with our life. We look at our feet. Get your eyes up. Lift up your eyes. Your redemption draws nigh. In other words, when you look up, you're like, oh my goodness, I've been looking at my feet my whole life, where I go, what I did, how I'm supposed to live, instead of looking up into the mirror and seeing the reflection of Jesus looking back at me. Look, look, guys, look what the mirror, uh, look what the good mirror, the right mirror, the undistorted mirror tells us. I'm completely complete in Christ, Colossians 2 and 10. It says, I'm pleasing to God, 2 Corinthians 2, 15. I'm acceptable to God, Romans 5, 17. I'm deeply loved by God, John 3, 16. I'm the righteousness of God in Christ, 2 Corinthians 5, 21. I'm exactly like Jesus, 1 John 4, 17. There's nothing wrong with me, Philippians 4, 19. How can you say that? Well, if there's nothing wrong with Jesus, there's nothing wrong with me because I'm in him. And again, I'm telling you, this is a radical thing, but if you don't look intently and look deeply into the perfect law of liberty, you will never discover who you are in him. Yes, you're being transformed. We'll talk about that in a minute. I promise I'm going to give you a scripture that will seal this whole thing with you, but there's nothing wrong with you. Sure. Do you have issues and problems and deficiencies? And do you misstep and mistake and mishap? Absolutely. But the core of who you are, there is nothing wrong with you because you're a new creation. You are in Christ Jesus. And that doesn't change because Jesus doesn't change. He's immutable. And because he doesn't change, you don't change. Your relationship and your status with him is fixed forever. Look at what Romans 8 and 1 says. I will never be punished because there's no condemnation because I'm in Christ Jesus. Hebrews 10, 10 through 18, I'm flawlessly perfect in Christ. 2 Corinthians 5, 17, I'm perpetually new. I'm new, new mercies every morning. I'm forgiven of all sin, past, present, and future. Hebrews 10 and 18, Colossians 2, 13, 1 John 2 and 12. If you need to stop the podcast and go reference those scriptures, go do it. That's why I'm giving it to you. Romans 11 and 29 says you'll never lose your salvation. Hebrews 10 and 10, 14 and 18. Wow. If Jesus is never at risk with his relationship with God, then neither is your relationship at risk because you are seated with him in him and he is in you and you are in him 
and your relationship with God is fixed. And because Jesus doesn't have to fear losing out with God based on his behavior, neither do you. Where you're saying, well, wait a second. Uh, Don't I have to act right and do right? Sure. So that you can testify of the good work of God, but that doesn't change your eternal position. Your temporal position, your temporal issues, your temporary earthly issues don't change your temp, your eternal issues and your eternal position because that was done by Christ. That's fixed forever. Some of you are going to already have a hard time with that, but I think you can, if you go back and listen to this podcast and listen to the scriptures I've given you, I'm making a pretty good case for this. But again, it, 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 it's not meant to change your behavior. It's meant to change your perspective first. You've got to see yourself for who you really are before you fulfill your response ability, your response ability, your ability to respond comes by your ability to see correctly and know who you are. Ephesians 2 and 10, that mirror tells you I'm a stunning masterpiece. The perfect law of liberty, that undistorted mirror in Colossians 1, and Jude 24 tells you you're totally blameless. 2 Corinthians 3 and 6 the undistorted mirror of God's grace tells you you are fully qualified to be used of God. Even though you haven't measured up, it's not, it's not your ability to measure up, it's your ability to receive the measureless love of God into your life. 2 Corinthians 2 and 15, I smell good to God. No, you don't stink to God. You're not a foul reproach and a foul odor to God. You, are, you smell good to Him. He loves when you are around Romans 5 and 10, God is totally at peace with me. Hashtag, relax with God. Aren't you loving what that undistorted mirror reflects back to you? You see, the Bible tells us looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, Romans 12 and 1. Looking unto Jesus, looking unto him. He's the author, he started it. You didn't start it. So you can't finish it. Only he can start it and he can finish it. He's the promise maker and the promise keeper. It's not bad habits. It's belief habits. What do you believe about Jesus and what do you believe about yourself? We have to deal with our our BS, our belief system. That's what we have to deal with. We don't have a spiritual problem or a sin problem. Again, it's, it's a memory problem. It's a focus problem. Martin Luther, one of the founders of the Protestant faith said, I preach the gospel to myself every day because I forget. What's the gospel? The gospel is not the story of Jesus, his birth, his resurrection, his death. That's not the gospel. That's the story of Jesus. The gospel of Jesus is what he has accomplished in your life post-resurrection on the throne, beyond the cross, beyond the blood, beyond the sacrifice, past the resurrection, into our eternal state with him. That is what we must preach to ourselves every day. And when I say preach to ourselves, it's good to remind yourself. It's good to do things that remind you, I'm good with God. I'm loved. I'm highly favored. I'm blessed. And maybe even like go back through this podcast and just write down some of those things that that undistorted mirror tells you about yourself so that you don't forget because that's the problem. We forget. So preach the gospel. What is the gospel? Romans 1 and 16, for I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ for it is the power of God unto salvation. Not that just saves us, but keeps us saved, keeps us 
perpetual. You don't have to maintain your salvation. It's a salvation that works by itself. It don't need your help. God doesn't need your help to keep you saved. God doesn't need your cooperation to keep you saved. The gospel of Jesus is the good news. That's what gospel means. It means good news. So I'm preaching this good news to you. And while you are listening to this good news, you're looking at yourself in the mirror. You like what you see. So you stay focused on it. You like it. You receive it. And the longer you look and the more you look and the more you focus on that perfect image of who you are, it will transform you because guys, the law wants you to conform, but only grace can transform. I believe you'll live God for better, better. I say this all the time. I probably said it at maybe six, seven, eight, nine, ten other times in my podcasts. You can live for God better on accident than you ever could on purpose. That doesn't make sense. But again, it's not you trying, it's you trusting. Now look at this scripture here. This is a, we're going to close here in a minute, but second Corinthians three and 18 puts the seal on the deal. Watch this. But we all with open face. Don't look away. Don't hide your face. Don't be ashamed of who you are. Don't turn away in sorrow and sadness and thinking God's looking away from me. No, 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 no. It's mercy that pulls you in. He doesn't turn his face. His mercy pulls you in. It says, but we all, that's pretty good for all of us. Doesn't matter where we are on the spectrum of good behavior or good Christian or bad Christian. There are no such, there's no such thing as a bad Christian. Okay. You're good. And God is good with you, but we all with open face beholding as a glass, the glory of the Lord. Wow, man. When you look in that mirror, you should, should see the glory of the Lord. It's not because of what you've done. You don't get marks. You don't change your looks and you don't change who you are by your behavior. That's fixed. When you look into the glass, or that's what it was called back then, a glass. It wasn't called. But when you look into this beholding as in a glass, the glory of the Lord are changed into the same image from glory to glory, even as by the spirit of the Lord. It's the spirit that does the work. When I look in the mirror, I behold the glory of God. If I'm looking in the right mirror, which is my new covenant, which is the done, which is the finished, which was sealed with a promise, it's based on what Christ, when I look into that covenant, when I look into the covenant of grace, the finished work, the done did done of Jesus, when I see that image, it tells me I begin to transform into that same image. That's when I start to align my behavior and my attitude and my perspective and my desires and my joy level and my faith level. I even pray better because I know he'll answer my prayers, not based on my performance, but based on his goodness. So look at this again, James 1 and 25, but one who looks intently at the perfect law, Hebrews 8 and 6, better covenant, better promises, new covenant, old things passed away, new things are becoming. If any man is in Christ, he's a new creation. I'm just spouting some things off here about your new covenant, who you are, what you look like to him, what you smell like to him. When you behold that mirror, when you look at that, the image starts to clear up. You start to see, hey, I, I really do look like Jesus. Kind of reminds me of Happy Days, that old sitcom we used to watch in the 70s where Fonzie, uh, the, the, cool, <laughs> the cool Fonzie, looks in the mirror and he's going to comb his hair and it's already combed. He's like, hey, my hair looks good already. I don't even need to comb it. That's how it is with you and Jesus. You're perfect in his eyes. 
He adores you. That's the image of who you are. So quit being a forgetful hearer and quit being a forgetful seer. Because when you remember those things, you become a better doer and more blessed in all you do. Sin is not birthed out of too much security. It's birthed out of insecurity. That's why you need to have that solid identity. You need to rest in it. He who abides in the perfect law of liberty will become more effective and blessed in all he does. James 1 and 25 says, to the praise of the glory of his grace, which he has freely bestowed on us in the beloved. I receive God's love. I receive his acceptance and it produces action and consistency. I become a more effectual doer because I know whose I am and who I am. My, my identity is equal to whose I am and who I am. And it comes before what I do. I hope you got something good out of this today. Hey, listen, don't forget to subscribe at the end of this podcast. Leave us a review, write it out. And please share it. We want to get this gospel to as many people as we can. As we can. Are, you, are you excited about who you are? Do you know who you are? I'm telling you, it will change every way about the way you live. Hey guys, that's all the time we have left for today. Thanks for joining in. I'm excited about the next episode. And until then, we'll see you.